Father, I want to pray over us. God, in those moments of silence, and, and sometimes they're awkward, and we're not good with silence, and we are distracted in those moments, but I believe that some people brought their waiting and their pain and their uncertainty and their questions and their frustrations and their disappointments and their broken dreams and their unanswered prayers and their waiting for breakthrough and their Holy Saturday moments and their Ascension Day moments to you. And I pray, God, that you by your Spirit will just release something. I pray that you by your Spirit will just lift that burden of heaviness Holy Spirit, come and move and touch lives. Release your blessing and release your comfort and release your presence. And do that for your name's sake and do that for your glory. We ask these things in your name. Amen. Please take a seat if you're not sitting already. Last teaching block. So we're almost there. So... The last two teaching blocks have been heavy. They haven't been the most, I don't know, easy maybe to listen to because it's all about waiting, it's all about pain, it's all about uncertainty. Can you imagine having to spend 10 days? So I literally say, right, let's wait and I just walk out the door, leave you here for 10 days and then come back 10 days later. That would be difficult, that would be hard. But the nice part about teaching block number three is this is the great part. This is the part where we say the waiting is worth it. R.T. Kendall again says, God will show up in your life in an undoubted or unmistakable manner. How long must you wait? As long as it takes to see why God said for us to wait. His command is for our good. He did not ask us to wait, or he would not ask us to wait if what he had in mind was not worth waiting for. Go back to day 40. Jesus knew what was coming next. Jesus knew what the gift of the Father was. He knew that the waiting would be worth it. So here we are again at Pentecost. So we jump forward 10 days. And Pentecost moves us from God standing beside us to God living and dwelling inside us. So Moses, from God standing beside us, that was what the 40 days were all about, God standing in the person of Jesus, Jesus standing beside his disciples. They had that for 40 days, Jesus right there in front of them. They had it for three years before that, Jesus right there in front of it. And sometimes we say that in the sufferings or the trials or difficulties we go through, I just wish Jesus was beside me. I wish I could have a conversation with Jesus. I wish I could ask Jesus that question. Well, the beautiful, powerful thing about Ascension and Pentecost is that God is no longer beside us, but God is inside us. J.D. Greer has a book called God Continued, what looks at this exact theme. He says this, Jesus on Ascension Day claimed that having the Holy Spirit in you is better than having him beside you. That might sound hard to believe, but the Spirit, Jesus explained, could apply the word more powerfully than he did because the Holy Spirit could speak into the deep recesses of our heart at just the right moments. Only through the Holy Spirit can we live a victorious, we can live victoriously over sin. 
If we want victory and power, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 11 says that the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. What a beautiful, powerful, amazing truth that is. What a beautiful promise that is that we have God by his Spirit who can raise dead things to life living inside us. What a beautiful truth. What a comforting truth. So when the enemy tempts you, and he will, when the enemy comes and tempts you, and he will, when he tries to discourage you, and he will, when he seeks to deceive you, and he will, when he tries to entangle you in sin, and he will, you need to realize that inside you, you have the power of God, the presence of God. You carry that. Whatever you face, Whatever you are facing, whatever you've gone through or are going through or about to go through, there is tremendous, tremendous comfort in knowing that God is inside you. Calvin in his institute says this, the Lord by his ascension into heaven, get this, has opened up the access to the heavenly kingdom. Like, wow. The Lord, by his ascension into heaven, has opened up the access into the heavenly kingdom. And again, what a beautiful promise that is. You, I, we have access to the Father. You, I, we have access to heaven, to all the supernatural powers of heaven. And because we carry the presence of God, it's almost that we can have heaven touching earth. Hebrews 4, 16 invites us to come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. So here we are at the last 10 days of our 2450 prayer time. We're about to step into the last 10 days of that. We've done 40. What an amazing, amazing time. The stories that I am hearing from that are tremendous. And as we step into our last 10 days, let's use this as an opportunity to lean deeper and further into the presence of God. As a leadership, we have really sensed that as we come into this last 10 days, that what we want to do is not only pray, but fast. So we want to take 10 days to pray and fast. Now, if you missed Garth McLean's sermon on Sunday about prayer and fasting, it's on the website, it's on a podcast. I really, really encourage you to go and listen to that. It's really, really helpful to explain what prayer and fasting is. There's also a guide at the back at the welcome desk, looks at this little uh, page, which gives you some kind of helpful guides and tips as to what it is to pray and what it is to fast. And I want to encourage us to practice prayer, but also to practice fasting to use this spiritual discipline over the next 10 days. So disclaimer, please, please, please do it responsibly and do it safely. We're not asking you to fast and not have anything to eat for 10 days. If you've never fasted before, this guide will be helpful. If you've never fasted before, maybe it would be helpful for you just to skip a meal or give up a meal or give up a I don't know, a drink that you have or give up something in your life. Usually when we talk about fasting in the Bible, it means giving up a food. Now, there are some people that practically and medically that is not advisable to do. So if you're on medication, it requires you to take your medication before or after a meal, then don't skip a meal. Give up something else. Fast something else. But if you're healthy and are able, 
and want to, maybe you could give up one meal or you could fast for one day or you could have one meal in the day or you could skip your biscuit or biscuits or packet of biscuits that you must have tonight when you go home to have that cup of tea. You could do some of those things. But let's really push in, lean in, and let's try to use the next 10 days to pray and to fast. Why are we doing this? Why are we praying and fasting? Well, we want to do this corporately because fasting is about contending for God. It's about giving up something so that we contend for God. So it's like, I'll give you an example, and it's a person, it's my example, and I'm not saying this to boast, I'm just saying this is something I do to talk you through what I do. I try to fast on a Wednesday. I don't always do it, but I try to do it on a Wednesday. So I go without food all day on a Wednesday. Now, if I've got a lunch meeting or a breakfast meeting or something, I will not be legalistic about it, and I will give up. But what I'm trying to do on that day is instead of having a meal, go and pray, or if I give up a meal, I that hunger and that urge what is there, that desire to have food, give that up and go and pray about something or someone. We are praying for breakthrough. We are contending for something. We are trying to sacrifice something so that we can pray and contend and see breakthrough that I don't think comes in any other way other than praying and fasting. As I say, do it responsibly, do it biblically, do it under these guidelines as well. But we really, really, as a staff and as a church leadership, really want to encourage us to press in. I think God wants to do something very special in these next 10 days. Sometimes in our moments of fasting, I have found that there are clarity that comes, that there's answers to prayer that comes, that there's just rest, or there's something that comes in those moments as we obey and as we pray and as we fast together. Dan Allender says this, fasting from any nourishment, activity, involvement, or pursuit sets the stage for God to appear. I love that. Fasting sets the stage for God to appear. Or listen to Spurgeon. In seasons of fasting and prayer at the tabernacle, the church that he used to pastor all those years ago, have been high days indeed. Never have hev- has heaven's gates stood wider. Never have our hearts been near the central glory. I'm going to read that one more time. Our seasons of fasting and prayer at the tabernacle have been high days indeed. Never has heaven's gates stood wider. Never have our hearts been nearer the central glory glory. Or in Matthew chapter 17, verse 21, Jesus said, some things will not be released, will not be answered, will not come to pass until we pray and fast. So let's use this time and let's use this space to pray, to fast, to contend, and let's pray for the seemingly impossible. Another thing that we're doing as a staff is trying to encourage each other to go away and ask God for what are the three big ask that we might have, or what are the three impossible things that we feel God would lay on our heart? So we did this a number of weeks ago. We went away as a staff. We tried to pray, tried to discern what God was laying on our hearts, and we came to staff, I think last Wednesday, or the Wednesday before, with our three big asks or with our three impossibles. And basically, that was birthed out of Joshua chapter 10. We're in Joshua chapter 10. Joshua prays this sun stand still prayer. That's in possible. He prays the sun stands still prayer and God answers and the sun stands still and God answers the impossible. 
or it was birthed out of the things that we think are impossible are possible with God. So we have done that as a staff team. There's a booklet that's in the prayer room at the back. Feel free to go get it, grab it, read over them, see what's on our hearts and see what we're praying for. And we're coming with prayer and fasting to contend, to pray for, to lean into and ask God to make those impossible things possible. And he can, he can do that. So as a church, as we enter these last 10 days, I wonder, could I ask you the question, what is your impossible? What is the impossible thing, the thing that you feel you want to give up praying on? The person that you feel, I just can't pray anymore for that person. Is it someone in your family that's so far from God? Is it someone in your neighborhood that's so far from God? Is it a situation that you're going through that's such a struggle and a burden and a difficulty to you? What is your impossible? What is your impossible? I lay on this floor at a prayer night not that long ago praying and I felt God say, give me your impossible. Give me your impossible. Either give God your impossible so you're not carrying the weight and the burden of that and be released from that or bring God your impossible so he can answer your impossible. So as we lean into these last 10 days and push into these last 10 days with prayer and fasting, let's pray impossible prayers to the God of the possible. Let's pray to the risen, victorious, powerful, unstoppable, reigning King of kings who is seated at the right hand of God, who one day will return, every knee will bow, and we will, he will make all things new. So let's pray, and then we'll enter into a last moment of worship together. Father God, as we've looked at ascension, God, we just pray that you will minister into lives in this place. God, will you lay on our hearts the impossible prayers that we're too scared to pray or that we are scared to pray or that we don't dare pray or that we're fed up praying? God, I just pray that you'll inspire us and help us and encourage us to keep praying, to keep bringing you the impossible. And we ask God that you will answer. Will you help us in these next days to pray, to fast corporately together? May we see you move in a mighty way in this church. Move in a mighty way in these streets. Move in a mighty way in this city. Move in a mighty way in Ireland. Move in a mighty way in the nations. And we want to pray and fast and contend for that. We want to pray, come Holy Spirit. And everyone said...